Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Lisa Olszewski. Dr. Lisa is a chiropractor, naturopath, and keto nutrition fanatic known to travel across the world to meet friends for dinner and rack up frequent flyer miles. <laughs> when she's not adjusting spines in her chiropractic office, she's passionately making healthy living simple through her online courses, virtual summits, and one-on-one coaching so everyone can achieve a vibrant level of health. She maintains a wellness uh, chiropractic practice office in Chelsea, Michigan, and made history in 2012 when she was elected the first female to serve on the executive committee of the Michigan Association of Chiropractors. She will become the first female president of that association in January 2021. Has your body betrayed you or have you betrayed your body? If so, you're in luck. I have Dr. Lisa with me today and she's going to share what worked for her to bring her body back from illness to health while learning to love herself in the process. Here's Dr. Lisa. Okay, everybody, we're talking to Dr. Dr. Lisa Olszewski today, and we're going to be talking about body betrayal and what happens when your body is just doing things that you don't want it to do and how do we fix it and how do we heal it and so much more. So welcome, Dr. Lisa. Hello. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to be here today. Oh, I'm really excited to have you here because so many of the women who listen and watch the show, they, they've they experienced you know their, their betrayal or some other trauma. And then it's like the body just, they're looking saying, what the heck happened? What do I do now? As if I don't have all these other things to deal with. How do I manage this too? So let's start with your story because clearly you're the expert on this because you had something going on yourself. Right. Isn't that the truth? That's how we learn. And I always say doctor means teacher, right? (laughs) Because we learn from ourselves first, but that was for me, right? I'm a chiropractor and a naturopath. So like two holistic things. And for me, I was always struggling with my weight. Like I was the kid that my mom put me in Weight Watchers as a kid, right? Because it wasn't like I was eating, but there was something, I mean, I was eating, right? But it wasn't like I was gorging. There was something just not working, right? And so even, you know, in years in practice, literally, Debbie, I ended up, I mean, I was crossfitting before it was ever popular, right? So I was doing that five days a week. I was doing paleo and keto before it was ever sexy terms. And I was struggling with my weight. And so finally, this is probably about five years ago now, six years ago, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do something crazy, right? Like there were certain things that a lot of the male bloggers were out there talking about. And I was like, I'm just going to do this. And I did something really like when I look at it, it was against everything. And I think against everything that my innate intelligence was telling me to do. So ladies, A, listen to our inner wisdom because we always know, right? Because I think that's Mm -hmm. when it always comes back to slap us in the face is when we didn't follow that innate. So did everything. And I finally, I dropped 30 pounds. Basically I starved myself for four months. I dropped 30 pounds, but with it, I lost my health. Like I didn't have a period for months. I lost chunks of hair from my head. I cut my hair in a ponytail for a year. I was just talking to one of my good friends about this too days ago. She's like, I don't remember you having bald spots in your head. And I'm like, because I kept my hair in a ponytail for a year. Yeah. I said, you think I was going to wear it down? Well, and but- you know what? And I want to dive into all of that, but, but I'm so interested in the emotions, in the emotional aspect of it. Like, first of all, what were you going through when you were doing all of these things that 
by all rights, you, you should have been losing weight based on what you were doing and you were. And so let's explore that. And then I want to know what you felt like as you were starving yourself. So let's, let's go there. So it was literally, it was so frustrating because I would sit there and I was like the slow runner at, you know, at CrossFit. And it was like, come on, I'm working out harder than everybody else. And the scale wasn't budging. And that's like, I think the first betrayal, right? And it wasn't necessarily hormonal for me because even right now I'm not even perimenopause yet. And I was just talking with one of my other friends today. She's like, Lisa, wait till you hit menopause. It's like all of a sudden that's like ultimate betrayal, right? Like everything that worked for us <laughs> does not work anymore once menopause is, right? So it is, it's, it's trying to figure out like, how come everybody else has these great results? How come? And it was one of my friends that literally I was at an event. She looked at me, she's another chiropractor and it was a well-intentioned friend. And this is a type of betrayal, right? Too. Right. So ladies, when you're talking with your girlfriends, like make sure you're strong and supportive of them. But seriously, she sat and looked at like, while we were at the table, she goes, what's wrong with you? She goes, I understand why I'm fat. But she goes, I don't understand what's wrong with you. Uh, like I see what you eat and I see how you exercise. You should be a size zero, Lisa. Oh, wow. And that was the catalyst for me that said, wow, it's not just me thinking something's wrong that my body's betrayed me. Other people also see this. Oh, that's so, really hard. So what, yeah. what'd you say? I cried <laughs> like innately, like in my body, I just cringed. Cause I was like, wow, she's absolutely right. Maybe it's time for me to do that program that everybody's been talking about. So, I mean, I did a really strict program, less than 500 calories a day. It was eating within a four hour. I mean, intermittent fasting is awesome when you do it right. And for me, I totally did it wrong. I dug in wrong. And so it was, you, you know, every day I, I became addicted to looking at my scale right? I wanted to see what was happening. I wanted to make sure I had dropped a pound each day, right? Um, and if I didn't lose a pound or a half a pound, then I was stressing myself out that way, you know? And then it came to a point where I was plateauing on my weight. So it was like, I had to shift something up. Well, of course I was starving myself. No wonder my weight is plateauing. <laughs> and while my this body is was like, you have no food. Yeah. And, it, and also it sounds exhausting. Like this whole thing just sounds exhausting. Here you are, you're doing what is supposed to work and it's not working. Now you're, you're starving yourself, but even just the checking the scale every day and, and all of that, like that, you know, yeah. That's exhausting too. So, so were you, were you feeling better that you were losing weight or did you, did you not feel good because you saw what it was causing you? Well, I wasn't, it didn't cause that stuff for me until like two or three months in. And then it was literally, it was my hairstylist here. And I live in a small town, right? She was the one that was like, Hey, I don't know what's going on with you, but whatever you're doing, you need to stop because you don't look healthy right now, Lisa. And then she said, oh, this makes me cringe. She seriously started combing out my hair and she's like, I need to show you something. And I laughed with her. I'm like, really? Like what? I have a bald spot back there or what? And she looked at me and she like, my whole body is, I go like, you know what I mean? I like tingling right now, mm -hmm. thinking of it. I want to puke thinking of it. She spun me around and I went into a full blown panic attack. Oh, and all of a sudden she's like, we're calling the ambulance on you. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm a chiropractor in this town. You are not calling, like I live in a town of 5,000. You're not calling the ambulance on me. But that was my tipping point. Like that's when I realized, and I was like, again, double betrayal. Holy smokes, I finally did everything right. And now I'm losing my hair, yeah. like all of the stuff that was going on. And so then I think what even toppled it off. And, and again, ladies, this is going back to being okay with ourselves because this is where I, the five years down the road of, of learning these lessons. I mean, I remember sitting at a seminar in July of that year, hair up in a ponytail, super swollen, super inflamed. And one of the other doctors walking up to me and he looked at me, he's like, man, Lisa, you're finally sexy. 
And I just sat there because I hadn't shared with anybody what I was going through, could hardly struggle to stay awake all day. Like I was in such fatigue and it hurt so bad. And for like it, I don't, I mean, it probably took me a good year to get over that because that was a lot of like, wow, I have been trying to find my soulmate for however long. I have this man finally tell me that I'm sexy, but I am the sickest I've ever been. And so and that's, and what's so, what's so crazy about that is then that's what we hang on to, or that's what we think, you know, that's what we think, okay, well then it must be a good thing if we're, you know, if that's what we were going for. And that's a really hard message because here you are making yourself sick, but now here's the belief that could easily be formed. I need to be sick and make myself sick and starve myself to get attention. Like you could just see that belief being formed right there at that very moment. So what'd you do? So over, you know, I finally regained my health. I did a lot of stuff that way, but here's the reality is working on myself, working on by doing, I did so much um, EFT tapping. I did so much, you know, with the affirmations and the positive thoughts and meditation and everything that I realized like what completes me is me. I think that's something so many of us have always said, like, oh, I can't wait to find my soulmate, you know, to find that person that completes me. Nobody else is ever going to complete you. You know, I can't stand that, that whole you complete me thing. I mean, I talk about that all the time. It's like, so what does that mean? That you're only, at best case you're scenario, half. you're a half I know. and you just hope to find another half to make you a whole, no, 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 no. Okay. So, so you learn that now let's, but, and I know, I, cause I always try to get into the mind of my viewers and listeners. They're like, so what did she do? How did she do it? So tell us specifically, like, were there specific meditations or was there a certain type of round of tapping that you did that really got you out of that, you know? I did for the, um, if you look through the EFT tapping points, right. And then I actually went to the points of just, they have them where you start out here and do, uh, do your listeners know what EFT Mm -hmm. is? I'm assuming. Yeah. So I started tapping, but then I would go anywhere that hurt. Because I knew like my EFT coach told me like that would be kind of stored energy and I always hurt in my face. And so I tapped like crazy around my face and always just saying, and this is the line, even I teach my patients now, whatever it is, like you can say whatever, whatever's bothering you. Like, I don't even know what's bothering me right now, but I deeply love and accept myself. And you know, yeah, that's the statement. And a lot of people have a hard time saying that. Like we're in, and we're, it's like, we're taught to mm-hmm. not accept ourselves or we believe we're so unworthy or unlovable that something like I deeply and truly accept myself is hard to say. Yeah. And it's so, because just think of those words that we're always saying to ourselves. And if you said that to your best friend, you wouldn't have a best friend. Like we have to become cognizant of the comments that we're making, what all those conversations that are replaying in our head all throughout the day and really paying attention to it. And that's where I think for me, I realized like, yeah, you know, obviously I started eating, which was good. I mean, not that I stopped eating, but 500 calories a day for months on end is not a good, good idea. Right. And so, um, we all have our lesson. I learned it the very hard way. I did huge things of nutritional support, but so much of it was working on me and being okay with who I am. And so that's where I tell people, yeah, guess what? I've gained weight. Oh my God, after COVID, I've gained weight back. But you know what? Like there's stress levels and it's okay. And I'm just going to recalibrate, right? Because this whole like pivot and adapt, I hate that saying, but to recalibrate and refocus and, you know, the weight will come back off. 
And so often, I mean, just also, I think sometimes when there is that way and our bodies betrayed us that way, we, there are so many underlying issues that could be happening and we don't have to sit there and starve ourselves for that. What other toxicity is in our body within our body, but it's also an emotional toxicity. What else is this shell that we're putting up here, a barrier from Yeah, and really focusing on that? You know, I love that. And, and, you know, I just want to backtrack for, uh, for a little bit, because um, for those who aren't familiar with EFT, EFT tapping emotional freedom technique, and what, what I found so interesting about what you said, I didn't know that, that the places that hurt is where the energy gets stored. Like I know that, that, you know, where you're supposed to tap and even an idea of what to say based on what you're trying to do. But I didn't know that it hurts where yeah, the energy and- gets stored. That might be my chiropractic take on it, right? Because I know the areas of misalignments in the spine that when there's so much inflammation in that area, that's obviously the subluxation. That's what we're working on. So I might be inferring that, but I would make, it makes sense to me. It does. Because you think of even acupuncture points, sometimes those suckers hurt too. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's so brilliant. Okay. So, and it's really true. It's releasing all that toxicity. But what I, you know, what's also interesting about that is it's not just the toxicity of just things we're taking in it's beliefs we have yes like and in your case probably i'm only sexy if i'm starving myself and feeling <laughs> yes, horrible I'm- and i have bald spots because i'm not taking good care of myself here right. so how did you know how did you know that you were healing from that the old beliefs and all that besides you started eating again like were there right. other ways where you started feeling like okay you know what this is working here. It was that thing. And I know each lady and even the men listening, you might look in the mirror and say, oh, you don't even realize that you're doing it. Right. I mean, you look in the mirror and say, wow, that was what my biggest thing. Cause I had never in 40 years of life on this planet, I had never looked in the mirror and said, wow, mm-hmm. isn't that sad? Like we have got to love ourselves. Right? So it was and like a self-love moment. Holy smokes. It was just like looking in the mirror and being like, wow, Lisa, like you are spectacular. Now I'm going to sound like I'm totally arrogant, but that's not, you know what I mean? But it's the fact of like, wow, you are worthy of amazing things. You are worthy of this. Like, yeah. And, and, and there's a vibrancy that comes about not only when you're like healing from that cell level, like structurally, but physically, mentally, emotionally, it's, you know, again, as a chiropractor, I'm looking at thoughts, traumas, toxins, all three things, yeah. mind, body, spirit connection. And you know, what's so crazy that how you even said it's going to sound arrogant. Could you imagine we're so trained to not appreciate ourselves that if we say, wow, you know, I love myself or whatever, it seems arrogant. Shouldn't that be the norm? It should be right. I think of this one. My niece is three, but I would say I was on FaceTime with her a year ago and all of a sudden I'm talking, well, I'm talking with my sister and she's like, I wanted to show you this. And here's my little niece, two years old, standing in front of the mirror in a princess dress. And she's like, you are so beautiful. Bella, you are beautiful. You're so pretty. And I looked at my sister and I was like, oh my gosh, like again, like you just said, it was kind of like, how dare she say that? And then I was like, and Julie's like, no, 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 no. She said, most women's self-confidence, the highest is by age four. And then five, it starts to tank. She goes, allow her to do that right now. But right. like, we're innately wired to just love and appreciate ourselves, And we're trained to do the opposite. That's so crazy. And you know, it's so interesting you say this because it reminds me of how, and I've shared this on other um, episodes where I remember it really took my betrayal and and 
healing, truly healing. One of the things I decided was, because uh, because we all make mistakes, right? And I would make mistakes and beat myself up. And I decided after that, if I ever do something, of course I own it, I take responsibility, but if I make a mistake, I'm adorable. <laughs> and that's just, that's just the way it is. I'm just adorable. And not only is it my thing, my whole family has to go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start incorporating that in my practice. <laughs> That's it, right? Because and, and isn't that, I mean, and it seems it's so, it's so fun for me, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like, why is it so crazy for us to get to that place? I know. And it's just the way it's the mother, father, teacher, preachers. It's how we've all been programmed. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to unprogram. So, but. yeah. So there, okay. So there are so many women and men listening right now, watching right now who say, okay, well, you know what? I've been programmed that way. This is the only way it's been. And here I am 40, 50, 60 plus, whatever. What the heck can I do now? How can I possibly start undoing all of this? What do you say to that person? You know, I, and the first thing I think of is I remember going away to chiropractic school at 20, what, 22, 23 years old. So grad school, sitting there the first first trimester, and one of the professors walks in, and he's like, "All the negative people, get them out of your life." And I sat there, and I was like, "How do you get rid of your family?" Like, because yeah. my grandparents are the most negative, but they grew up in the Great Depression, right? So I wouldn't say go and eliminate all your family members. Don't do that, but just limit the toxicity levels, right? Um, and it was those type of things that, if it is pre-programmed in, become conscious and aware of it. Because I think a lot of times we're not even aware of that thinking pattern that, oh, this is how, you know, what mom used to do at five years old. And this is how I, re why I react to money the way that I do or whatever it is, but become cognizant of those and don't beat yourself up on that, right? Like recognize it and make the steps to adapt and to change to that. Yeah. Hey. You know, money is not the root of all evil. You know, that's the one thing I always think of where people would say that type of stuff. Right, right. Which makes sense because I mean, this is this is what we know and it just becomes so familiar and we just take it with us. It's like, you know, the fish doesn't even know it's in water, right? I mean, that's just what goes on. So, okay, so we become aware, we eliminate when we can mm -hmm. those toxic people. And, and how would you say, like, here's someone's, you know, saying, okay, you know what? I can do that. And I, and I really want to start living a healthy life a healthy life, body, mind, spirit, all of it. What, did, what would you suggest? So my thing is all about healthy living simple because that's the other thing we're all trained that being healthy is hard. I have had too many patients look at me that say, Dr. Lisa, your health is way up here and I don't want to be there. And it's like, but if you could be up here, wouldn't you want to be here mm -hmm. and to make it simple to be here? So I am that person, the, the simple strategies that you can take home today, right? Every single decision you make today impacts the quality of your life 10, 20, 30 years down the road. Like that's the reality of it. So if it's just by incorporating one simple thing today and you do that tomorrow and you add it in again three days from now and then you continue on, you will absolutely without a doubt be healthier a year from now than you know, be sicker, right? By just incorporating a simple thing. So the one example I use is what if, you know, if you never exercise, but you walk to the driveway to get the mail today, that's better than what you were yesterday. And what if you add in a few more steps and you continue to do that throughout the course of a year? Yes, I can guarantee you a year from now, you'll be healthier than sicker. So let's look at those simple strategies. What about water intake? You know, are you adding some good quality pink Himalayan salt in your water for electrolyte balance, right? There's little things like that that can be done strategically every single day. And absolutely, we end up so much 
when we start looking at that and realizing that each of those decisions are a cumulative effect for 10 years down the road, it's so amazing. Right. What's so great about that is it's doable. So it's not like, okay, join the gym and, and work out for two hours every day. I mean, this is like, what's a little more than you did yesterday. yesterday. And I see that all the time with patients where they come in and they're like, okay, I'm starting this. And now I'm going to become like a vegan and I'm going to exercise. And here they've been like a meat and potato person their whole life. And it's like, okay, stop. Let's just add in an apple tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. And that's it. Because I don't want you to do something for a couple of days and say, I did that once. It didn't work for me. I tried healthy living once too much work decided it's just better off to take a bunch of meds for the rest of my life. Mm. We, don't, we don't want that. <laughs> and, and you know what, and it's so interesting because how many people, I'm thinking of all the people that I know who they want to find the reasons why something won't work so they don't have to do anything differently or so they don't have to make those changes. But if they know that those small, seemingly insignificant changes over time have big results, then maybe that's the buy-in that they that they need, because it's true. You know, if you worked out once and all of a sudden you had that body you wanted the next day, it would be one thing. Yeah. On the other hand, it's like, if you ate that really unhealthy meal and then you got on the scale and you were 20 pounds heavier, you know, you'd get the lesson. It, it's cumulative on both ends. Yes. It absolutely yeah. is. And it's simple things. And, and especially when we're looking at body betrayal, we've always got to get back in there. And I really think it's working with cortisol, right? Cortisol skyrockets when we're under stress. So the biggest thing to really help with that, like, let's make sure you're sleeping. Our body heals and repairs when we sleep. Let's make sure you're getting quality sleep at night. You know, so that's the biggest thing. And I'm sure you tell people this all the time, but mm -hmm. turn off electronics, the blue light that's coming to you all, you know, for several hours before bed is only stimulating the brain. So turn those off quiet down and let's actually start sleeping. I think that's the biggest piece of information people can take out to start tonight. And that way that's going to help the body in all different aspects. Yeah. And, and when it comes to betrayal, that, that is actually one of the healthy sleep, deep restorative sleep is one of the biggest challenges because we can get distracted during the day and, you know, we're busy doing other things. And at night, it's like, you know, we have more time to think and that's when it often becomes the hardest. So is there something else? So let's say they get rid of the, you know, the, the electronics and things like that. Is there something else that, that they could do that, you know, has worked for your patients or something you recommend? For sleep is magnesium, right? So especially right now when we're all faced with so much stress, regardless Mm -hmm. magnesium, your adrenal glands, which control our stress levels or stress response suck through magnesium. So magnesium before bed is just going to help you help calm you, help relax you. And you're going to have some really nice sleep. Typically is what I always see with my patients, but especially if you're dealing with tight muscles, which who isn't at this point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I do love that. Or even, you know, they talk about chamomile tea too, before bed. And there's a lot of good things that way. Oh, that's but so magnesium is my biggie or even a nice Epsom salt bath before bed. That's, oh, that's a nice source of magnesium. And you know what I like about that also? It's like an act of self-care. Yes. And self-love. Essential oils like lavender, right? Mm -hmm. like, that'll really help sleep. <laughs> that's like the greatest smell ever. Okay. So can, can you think of a patient of yours who had, you know, maybe an experience with betrayal or they were really struggling and their bodies were kind of freaking out and, and you gave them some strategies to heal and move towards something better. And, and where are they now? Yeah. So we always, I always think of this, like we, um, I do upper cervical chiropractic. And so that obviously is helping 
helping reset the nervous system too, right? Like that's kind of with what chiropractic is doing, but we'll see where, um, you know, patients will hold for a, a typical time, you know, a good time period. And then all of a sudden, if there's more stress levels or anything like that, where the body's trying to heal, they're not going to heal as well. So just with those patients, then obviously chiropractic is always my, my core. And so people here, if you don't have a chiropractor, I would tell you to go seek out a chiropractic, chiropractic patient. But again, cleaning up the diet, it's a huge thing, right? Because there's so much, um, especially in a diet of a lot of processed foods and a lot of carbohydrates, there's going to be a, a lot of excess inflammation. We're not going to feel good regardless if there's excess inflammation. It's not going to be great for the brain. And then especially when we start thinking of, of different stressors that way, they talk about things like Alzheimer's or type three It's considered type three diabetes now because of the excess sugar consumption. So that's where I would say start that decreasing that plus the fact that sugar is such causes such highs and lows, and that's going to only exacerbate the symptoms that we're already experiencing, right? Through the highs and lows of going through that betrayal. So really focusing on diet, focusing on nourishing yourself, doing that good self-care activity. Um, and then again, just, you know, deep breaths, breathing, um, meditation, etc. I love that. And you know what I love about working on the diet too? So many things um, when we've been betrayed feel like they're out of our, out of our control and what we eat and how we move is actually something we're in control of. Yes. So it's a great way to regain that control. So Dr. Lisa, what do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? Oh my goodness, that healthy living can be simple. And it is the simple strategic steps, uh, simple steps or baby steps. I always use that Tony Robbins analogy, right? I'm going to steal it from Tony Robbins, where he always says, um, you know, if you, if you look at our children when they're crawling uh, and learning to walk, if they fall, it's not that we ever look at our kids and just say, <laughs> give up now, you're not going to be a walker. <laughs> no, but how often do we do it with ourselves? It could be in healthy living. It could be whatever aspect of our life. That's just out of my reach, not for me. Yeah. Go back to being that crawling toddler and try and try and try again. I never give up. I love that. I love that. Where do we go to learn more about you and the amazing work you do? DrLisaO.com. DrLisaO.com. Oh, terrific. Thank you so much for your wisdom. You're, you're just sharing your, your gifts and your story with us because I know there are so many people who are like, you know what, I can do that. I can do that. And maybe they're going to have that extra glass of water today. Maybe they'll beat themselves up a little bit less today. Whatever it is, they're, uh, you know, they're just going to learn to love and appreciate themselves and just take that pressure off. And when they do that, they'll just begin to heal and feel so much better. So thank you so much. Thank you. I love Dr. Lisa's self-love moment where she realized, finally, how lovable, worthy, and deserving she is, no matter what she weighed. Stay in touch with Dr. Lisa by going to drlisao.com, and we'll have all of our information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway, healthy living simple. By implementing one small step consistently over time, you'll have great results. Those giant steps often seem overwhelming and hard to maintain, and they are. Actually, that's okay, because it's the smaller ones you start, then build on, that create lasting, healthy habits over time. Awareness is a great place to start, so let's start by seeing if you have any cleanup in the wake of your betrayal. Find out by taking the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And have you checked out the PBT Institute membership community? 
I'm talking about everything you could ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best, community, support, certified coaches and practitioners that you can schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health and mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best. And it's all online. Nothing like this exists. And I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Like the show? Please subscribe, rate, and review. And of course, if you know of someone struggling to heal from a betrayal, be sure to tell them about the show too. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.